what's going on? Hey, you know, I'm on this epic high right now. Obviously, if you can't see the glassiness of my eyes, I have had nothing but an amazing week so far. And, you know, I've been looking forward to doing this at the same time dreading doing this show. Not because I don't love doing grit and grace, but because I know the condition I'm in. And yeah, uh, yeah I actually had to message you today and say, are we doing this today or is this tomorrow? <laughs> because, of the, yeah. uh, I, because of the recovery. It's, it's all about the recovery period. And I've had nothing but a great time this week uh, playing around at the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. But, you know, it's it's really not about that. This show is is so much bigger than what we do in our everyday life. It's it's what we do for everybody else's everyday life. So how's your week been going, Lynn? Oh, it's been going good because it's been nice and hot. So, um yeah, just, uh, you know, I've been getting feedback this week on, on grit and grace, like really great feedback. Um, you know, it's, we've, it's become like a family and I think people are feeling that way. Like we got the, we got the GGF, right? The grit and grace family. And that's the way it's turned out. Like people, um, have, you know, will ask about you certain things or something that, you know, they just want to comment on about the show. So that's been fantastic. I've uh, been doing a lot of great stuff connecting with podcasters on uh, for Mile High Radio. So for those of you that don't know, we are broadcast. We are picked up. So uh, we're replayed on milehighradio.com. So doing some stuff with that. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, it's almost like the school year comes up. It's like another new year. So I get like really pumped and excited like to get into the last part of the year. So, and you know what? I have to say something. I have a little bone to pick with you, Mister. Oh no! Yesterday was our anniversary, and you—I got nothing. I got no message. Anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Did you that's not get it, that thing pop up no, on I, Facebook? I didn't even get it. Oh. So we've been friends for one year now, and I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Man, I'm going to have to, you know, this happened to me and my wife one time where where I had forgotten about an anniversary, and I had to make up for it for an entire month. So I guess we're going to have to do our own version of a month anniversary thing. It's okay. I didn't wish you happy anniversary either. Oh, okay. So I don't feel bad then. <laughs> But, then, but I knew it was around Sturgis time. Yeah, but that's something that's always kind of, you know, left to the guy. It's like we're that's being we're being set up for failure each and every year. It's always about us remembering that anniversary. And if we don't remember. Yeah, shame on you, CJ. Yeah, we've got a lot of making up to do. <laughs> So now, now I can now I can tie in, you know, Sturgis anniversary with Lynn. Yeah. So now when Sturgis starts coming around, I'll know because that's that's exactly what I did with my wife. We we planned our wedding so it would be the day before the Fourth of July. So there's no possible way I could ever forget my anniversary. That's right. So you got to anchor it with something. That's learning, right? Not, you, you anchor it with yes. something. Cool. So. Now I've got an anchor here I'll never forget again. There you go. 
There you go. <laughs> so what do we got going on for today? I mean, I know you sent me this PDF while I was out partying and I had no clue what was going on. And then today I actually just bumped into this, this PDF. I know I was slacking this week. I didn't prepare as much as I normally, but I did prepare. I did go through everything and I did come up with some, some, uh, original thoughts, I think. And, you always uh, have original thoughts. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's only because my brain works in a weird, mysterious way. I think yeah. uh, even Einstein would be baffled by what's going on in my my noodle, but you know, whatever. Um, we love you but, anyway. But we've got a great show. I mean, we're we're talking about getting unstuck, and we've all been stuck at some point in our lives. And it's very rare that you have that person that just goes through life, never has become complacent, and he's never or she has never been stuck on something. And that is what we're talking about today. The rest of us, the people who do get stuck, and five ways that we can get unstuck if we find ourselves in that rut. Yeah, this is something that I hear the most, that you see the most, and and clients that have come to me, and, and, and I felt it too. You're stuck, and you go, and you don't, you you don't know what to do. You get stuck in that place, and uh, and what happens is then you get caught up in your mind. In the mind. Do I want to say hello to Boomy real quick? She put out there, shame on you, CJ. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Boomy. Will happen again? But you know, and when we started talking about the whole getting stuck thing, um, I hear a lot of these things as well, and. Before we actually get into these reasons, or I mean these steps on how to get unstuck, I wanna I wanna just kind of touch a little bit on some of the things that I hear quite often of why people are stuck or what's getting what's causing people to get stuck. So I'm just gonna run through these real quick, and these are the things that I get on a regular basis. Uh, the first one being is that stinking thinking, you know, that those negative thoughts in your head, the the you know that inner dialogue that says. Who are you really to be doing this? Why is it that, why should you be able to do this and somebody else isn't doing this? Yeah. That one, too, I, I think I hear that one the most out of all the reasons why people get stuck. And, you know, and it's, and we're going to kind of touch a little bit on that specific thing within, within our five steps. Um, and then, People stop making plans. You know, we used to have a say, saying in the military, planning to, you know, failure to plan is planning to fail. And that's, yeah. you know, that's huge. You've got to be able to make plans. They don't have to be concrete plans. They can change as the, as the, you get new information or you get, you know, things present themselves to where you have to change the plans. But, you know, you stop making plans. Uh, mm. Let me see. Uh, not taking action. You hear it all the time and people get sick of hearing it. Take massive action. I know I get sick of hearing it, but it's so true. You have to. It is. It's, you can't get around it. Yeah. That's and right. Then you hear comparing yourself to others, you know, well, you know, I just, I don't have, you know, the ability to do what that person does. They've got this or, or, I don't know why I'm not where that person is because I've been doing it just as long as that person has. Um, or if I had the support and the friends and the structure that they have, maybe I would be doing better. 
You know, when you compare yourself to others, all you're doing is you're giving yourself an excuse not to move forward. You're giving yourself, you're making excuses why you can't move forward. And yeah, the yeah. Last, that's right. The last most common thing, this is probably the second most common that I hear the most is, I don't have the resources. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough, whatever. Lack of resources. And it's... You know, that one to me is like a big slap in the face because I came from a home where, you know, I grew up on uh, where, where my mother was on welfare with a single parent family. Um, I didn't always have everything that I thought I wanted or I needed. So when people say they have the lack of resources, I, I want to throw the bullshit flag a lot because I did a lot of things. I started a lot of things without resources if anything that has helped me become better because I've had to, I've had to research a little bit harder than some people. And I've had to come up with solutions that maybe other people wouldn't come up with that do have those resources and which now I can, you know, share with other people. So that's, that's that one. There's like I said, it's probably the second most common one I hear that get people stuck, but it's also one of the biggest um, pet peeves of mine when uh -huh. people say, I'm stuck because I don't have the resources to be able to pull off what you pull off. You know what the thing is with that, with resources, is that you need the other part of that, and that is resourcefulness. Resourcefulness within yourself will allow you to use the resources that are out there. Yeah, there is no, there is no excuse at all. Look, there's a story about, I can't remember his name, from... Um, this was an amazing story. Uh, a teenager in, I don't know, I think it was like Ghana or Kenya, wanted to attend the University of Washington, uh, Washington State. And, I mean, he didn't have shoes. But he knew that he really wanted to make a difference and he really wanted to get education. And he had found a way to pick some schools that he wanted. And he picked the University of Washington and wanted to go. What, so what did he do? He wrote to the dean. He found a way. There is like a group of people, students that got together that made it possible. But if he had never done that, it never would have happened. And it took about six months to finally get him there for with the paperwork and getting what he needed and money and raising funds and all of that but it happened so yeah while some people may have more resources that we may not have um, it requires a little bit extra work but the key to that is resourcefulness and like you there's things that I've wanted to do too that you know it just takes a little bit more digging it just takes a little bit more creativity it just you know you find a way when I started podcasting I didn't have the funds eight years ago to pay for a platform and all of that stuff I I ended up I found a way to do it for free did not cost me a cent I am the master of doing it if people need to save money or find a way to do it for free there is always a way but it's tapping into the resourcefulness of you but I want to give a shout out to Boomi if she's still watching because she is a perfect example of someone that has transformed and um, and just gone the way of, of following her heart and doing different things 
And she is an unbelievable graphic designer. So if anybody is watching this, reach out to her because that she's got amazing deals on right now because her DJing career is like through the roof and she's going to be cutting that service in about five months. So she is gifting, gifting, unbelievable um, to do graphic design work. Anybody needs graphics, anything like that, um, then then get in touch with Boomy Benjamin and uh, and she will do an amazing. She did my graphic for my uh, coaching practice. So, um, yes, yeah, she's here. So get in touch with Boomy if you need graphic work. She's she's amazing, and um, she's going to be you know cutting that out in about five months. So there you go. I had to give a shout out to Boomy. Oh yeah, awesome. You know, and uh, we've. We've reached out to her about some ideas for some other things too, and I tell you what, you know, it's always great, even if, even if it's someone that you don't go with right away. Always reach out to those people because you never, it never hurts to build yourself a rolodex if you remember what those are. Those, uh-huh. you know, they, yeah, it never hurts to build a rolodex of of great professionals that you can always turn to, and you know, this this person might have a different design style than this person and maybe you're looking for a specific design style so it's good to have that person in your rolodex to be able to pull out and say hey i need this done and then they can throw you up something that that is absolutely what you're looking for so definitely you know get in touch with boomy find out what it is that she's what she offers check out her style and if it's something that works for you make sure you uh make sure you update your rolodex and keep her front and foremost because I've seen some of the work and it's pretty awesome. And if you need a DJ, she's your woman. So there, so, so correct. So you know what my biggest um, thing, I'm going to tell you my biggest thing, your list that you were running off there of people being stuck. You know what my thing is? I'm going to be totally vulnerable and share. And the thing that gets me is when people um, compliment me and, and, and just say amazing things like compliment me and say I'm amazing. And, and I think it's almost like one of those, like I look behind me, like, are you talking about me? Like, really? So that is my hang up. I think, do you, do you know who you're talking to? Like, really? Like, do you know me? <laughs> like, so that's a hard one for me to accept. Yeah, that's compliments are hard for a lot of people to accept. I think, uh, you know, we we want to be able to put ourselves out there, and we want to be able to tell people what what it is that we do. But when people start recognizing the things that we're doing and start complimenting our efforts or complimenting us in general, um, you know, for example, when someone you know someone starts losing a lot of weight, and then people start taking notice, and they and they compliment you on that. And you still, when you look in the mirror yourself, you always seem to think to, you see that person that you used to be. You never really see that what other people see. And that really makes it difficult, I think, for a lot of people to accept those compliments. And, you know, and that's, that's kind of one of those things that we, we talk about when we talk about getting stuck, because that kind of plays into that stinking thinking role, you know, that's right. What's that? What's that uh, inner dialogue telling you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, 
How do we get out of that? And you know, it's different. Well, I'm for glad everyone. you asked. Because we've got five minutes. We've got five steps. So yeah. <laughs> And you may need all the steps. You may just need a couple steps. You may find that one thing, um, you know, that one thing is going to be enough of the trigger to get you going. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's work that never stops. It's not like you're going to do this and go, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm never going to get stuck again. I'm fixed. It doesn't work that way. You know, it's an ongoing process. So get your pen and paper. Let's lay these mothers out. Get people unstuck. And, of course, if you don't have a pen and paper handy because you're listening to this, maybe as you're on your in the car on your way, wherever. That's true, worry. right? That's true. Don't we don't worry. want anybody to crash. Yeah, we don't want you to crash. Even though that you, you're going to want all of these steps, you're going to want to be able to refer to them at some point. Don't worry. Lynn has got you covered. She has oh, done yeah. the work for you. This week, he did all the work. So... <laughs> Last week she just helped me do the work. This year, this week she did all the work. So that's what a team is, right? Yes, we will have this on our website under the show resources tab later tonight. You can go download it. So should we get into the steps? Let's go, Katie. Up. I know people, people are probably sitting there yelling and screaming at us. Just get on with it already. I know, but we're so entertaining. I, you know, and I just want to keep them waiting as long. He as did I can. it. Because if we didn't, if we got going already, you know, people like Janet would have, wouldn't have caught the first one or two, you know. We yeah. want them to- <laughs> so, okay, let's go. We're okay, being mean let's now. Go. Number one, we're talking about values. What you value is not the same as your morals. Values are never right or wrong. They just are. Values are the things that you, the things that matter to you. Wow, my my reading, it must be that uh, PBR fog that I'm in. Uh, The things you do when you are being your best self. Wow. Maybe you should be reading. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, values, you know. That is your punishment for being hungover. Yes, my punishment. (laughs) So, you know, values are... Extremely, extremely important to each and every one of us. We all adopt our own set of values. Uh, you know, I've got my own core set of values, and I really use those values to, and I, I hate using this word, but I use these values to judge people by. If their values and my values align, then we can be friends. If, if our values are so far off, there's no use in wasting time to try to create a relationship because there's no way we're ever going to see eye to eye. So like I said, yeah, it could cause problems. Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, if, if your values are of one mindset and mine are completely different, for example, one of my biggest values that I hold near and dear to my heart is integrity. If you can't conduct yourself with integrity at all times, there's no reason for us to be friends because something eventually is going to happen where that is going to cause us to have a difference of, of opinion or a difference of fact for that matter. And it's, we've wasted that much time developing a relationship that we probably won't be able to get back. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole, there's huge um, 
you know what? And I'm going to, in addition to this PDF, I'm going to upload another PDF to our website um, for the date of this show because there, for some people, there is so many. I have this huge list of values that you can go through because there may be some that you haven't thought about. For some people, you know, how they present themselves in public, that may be a value that's really important to them. And if that's really important to you and, you know, somebody else maybe doesn't care if they wear yoga pants with a big hole in the ass and, like, uh, you know, a shirt or whatever, you know, like, it, it doesn't matter to them. It's like, take me as I am, love me for who I am. But if you are someone that you value your appearance, um, then there's a there's a conflicting value there. Um, you know, so I'm going to upload a PDF that a really simple exercise that you can go through and just circle all the things and then break it down and, and you know, maybe just come up with like a handful that are really important to you. It really helps in decision-making, life direction, and getting unstuck, which is what we're talking about here. You know, and, and when getting unstuck, it <laughs> What, did I step on you again? Did I just step on you? <laughs> Go ahead. What I was going to say is when, we, when we're getting ourselves unstuck, one of the things that I was that helped me early on is when I was, I'm so, Janet. I'm sorry. The poker face was because I was writing down some stuff, some notes. Because <laughs> just as you guys are watching what we're doing, I'm also watching what Lynn is doing, and I don't know all the time what Lynn is going to talk about or say on the show. So when she says something awesome, I I go to writing notes. Yeah, I am. At that point, I am an audience member just like the rest of you are. So, um, and uh, but uh, going back to getting unstuck, what I found helped me is to to write down and define what my my values were. To actually have a list, a solid list of what your values are, it really makes a lot of sense. Now. I took my values, I learned my values through my time in the military, and in the military values, the Army values, it's it's really simple. It breaks it down, and it covers all bases. you got loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. When you spell those all out, LDR, S-H-I-P, that's leadership. So everything that I do, all the values, all the, all the things that I try to live each of my you know daily life by, it, it, they all, you know, these, these seven core values really kind of, you know, tell, tell everybody who I am and what I'm about. And when I get stuck, I just look back at those values and I, and I can determine right away where it is in, in those values that I am maybe not um, showing up all, you know, all the way in. Good point. Good point. That's a good compass. Yeah, if something's a little off, you look at your values. I like that. That's really good. Really good. So, <laughs> so are we moving on, or do you have or do you have more values to talk about? No, I'm good. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll get another poker face, and I'll start writing more notes for when you, while you're talking. No, I no, I think that everybody understands somewhat what values are, and I think we get away from that. But I think that is somewhat our inner compass is to really understand where did I act out of integrity of those values, right? And so I love that you said that. 
even hungover, you're amazing. See, look at that. <laughs> hey, well, you asked if I would be ready to go, and I told you I would be ready to go. So yes, I I drank a lot of coffee, ran up to the emergency room, slammed myself with an IV. Well, actually, let them slam me with an IV. No, I didn't actually do that, but that's not a bad idea. I just don't want to spend it. Down at the rally, they actually have an IV tent where you can go in and you spend like $200, you can get an IV. And, oh my uh, God. <laughs> no, it's pretty crazy, isn't it? But, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. That's crazy. So number, number two is vision. What do you actually want out of your life? How do you want to feel? If tomorrow was your last day, would you be satisfied with life that you have? Would you, what do you want to, to be doing and how do you want to feel? Uh-huh. You know, I loved this one when, when I was reading through this and I saw the questions that you put up, I absolutely love, love, love this number two, the vision. Cause you know, we don't think about tomorrow as being possibly the last day on earth. We don't think about, you know, what we've left behind, you know, do, have we, have we touched someone's life in a positive way? We don't necessarily think about those things on a day-to-day basis. And when you put this one up, I was like, wow, wow. And then I look back at what's happened to me over the last five years, over the last two years, over the last one year, I'm thinking, I think to myself, God, couldn't I have been doing more? I mean, did I slack off somewhere? Am I really honoring the people that don't have tomorrow? And that's really kind of that this this question or this uh this step actually kind of hit me kind of hard. Yeah, it for me too because that is one that makes you stop in your tracks and go, "Whoa." And it, I think it puts things into perspective. And I think we don't think about it because we get so much told, live in the moment, live in the now, live in the now. Uh, I think sometimes we get so caught up in the now because the now tends to be social media that we don't think about the moments and how they add together to create that vision. So for me, I think... If I was going to die next week, am I happy with what I, what's happened with the life that I live? Or if it stays like this, am I, you know what I mean? So yeah, that, that one, that one gets me too. And for those of you, um, this PDF in it, I mean, we're not running through them, but at the end of each one, it has some questions for you to answer personally to, to help you get, dig a little bit deeper on each of these steps, just so you know, we're not running through them, but so that's why you'll want to go download it. Okay. Yeah, download it. <laughs> and okay, if you there, can, there, just, I watched this one real quick. If everybody that's watching, hit the share button, please. Share this out because I think that they could use this PDF resource and they could use a little bit of this. And we'd love to welcome them to the Grit and Grace family. So if you just take a minute, just hit share. You don't have to write anything. Just share it out so that we can help other people start questioning themselves and starting this conversation. So. That's my PSA. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so going through vision, talking about vision some more, you know, it, it reminded me the, the what really kind of struck me the most was as I was going through this one, and, and if tomorrow was your last day, would you be satisfied with your life you've lived? 
And it made me think back to to, uh, 2005 and I'm sitting there watching television and the news pops up and and there's a, there's a story on the news and somebody that I was extremely close to was, was killed in an IED attack in Iraq. And I found out through the news and that, and I remember him and I talking before he deployed that his, the thing that he wanted to do when he got home was he wanted to create a nonprofit organization so we could help inner city kids experience things that they wouldn't normally get to experience. Because while him and I were over in Kuwait, we both got certified as scuba divers. That was something that he never would have experienced because he was an inner city kid. He never would have experienced any of those things had it not been for you know, going into the military and just luckily being deployed to Kuwait at the time and the Kuwait government paid for our education. Wow. So when he got home from Iraq, him and I used to talk through, you know, telephone calls, through Skype, different things. And then just one day that all stopped. And I kind of had an idea why, but I didn't want to admit it to myself, you know. And then when I found that out, everything stopped. You know, all those things that we talked about doing, just it would never happen now. We couldn't do it because he wasn't going to be part of it. And when and when I saw this number two and it says, if tomorrow was your last day, would you be satisfied with the life you live? And my answer was absolutely not. No, because I let that dream, I let his dream die with him. I let that go away. I didn't continue to carry that on and you know as soon as i saw this that that's why this this number two really impacted me as hard as it did you know just because something doesn't necessarily go the you know your way you things don't happen perfectly all the time they don't have to yeah but if if you stop doing things you're never going to feel that satis- that satisfaction yeah True story. Yeah. And sometimes that's just enough. It's just that one thing, you know, that, that, that number two is enough for me too to go, would you be happy? Yeah. That's enough to spur me into action, you know, and it's different for all of us, whatever step it's going to take. That's what this is about. It's about, you know, it's about, uh, you know, putting it out there to spur you on, to, to get you out of that. You only need one thing to just bust you up and out of that cycle, that hamster wheel. You just need that one thing. So for you and I, it's the same thing. And maybe it's because I don't know, we're Aries. <laughs> Again, back to the Aries. You know, for us, we, we want to achieve and make that difference. And if we think we haven't, oh, that really, that grinds, that grinds. So let's uh, let's go on to happy thoughts now. Let's get out of the the you know. I think I brought us down far enough. We need to be back. So let's uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to priorities. You have the power to make your vision happen by how you use your time, money, information, and resources. Rather than setting a one to five year plan, try picking one thing you can do in the next week month or quarter that will move you closer to what you want. 
Take time every day to do one thing that will move you towards your goal. You know, it's, <laughs> that, that says it all, you know, one thing at a time, we can't take on an entire project all at once. It's, you got to create those steps. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't get to where they want to go because there's this thing out there <clears throat> and I've never taken well to being part of programs where they're like, what's your five-year goal? That just seems too big and freaky and scary and unattainable. If I can make it that I just need to do one simple thing by the end of the month, so what are those steps? And let me pick a step a week. And before you know it, it's done. That's much more doable. It's much, It sets you up for success instead of looking at this big, giant thing. I hate those five-year plans. I'm not going to, you know, that just... That doesn't work for me. It works for some people because there's some people out there that market that. I don't. I. That's not the way I operate. You know, and that's the thing is that it's not one size fits all anything for anybody. Um, we're always just here to offer up another option. That's what this is about. Great and grace. I like five year goals. I don't necessarily like five year plans because, yeah. like I said, plans change on a regular basis. Goals can change as well. But if you have a if you have a five year goal, that's at least a benchmark that you're you're shooting for, and you can create plans around that goal to be able to reach yeah. those goals. And you don't have to create plans for the entire five years; you can break it down. Now, in the military, we learned how to use backwards planning. That was huge. You know, start at the end. You know, figure out what your end yeah. goal is, and then work backwards to try to figure out how to get there. Five years is a long damn time to try to freaking backwards plan anything. I love the whole one month, you know, one week, one day, one month, one quarter. I love that, that approach uh, just because you can see that end goal a little bit easier. Uh, if you can, Maybe uh, if you have a five, if you're that person, you need that five-year plan or that five-year goal, you have that five-year goal at the end. Maybe you create little goals, year goals, one-year goals that reaches that spot. And then you can create the plans for that one year. Then you go to the next year and you create the plans for the next year. And I think when people do that, they they take on those grand overall planning structures they set themselves up for locking themselves down into a solid, concrete, inflexible plan because they start going one direction and they get so deep into it. By the time they look back, it's like, oh, shit, I can't I can't deviate from this plan because I've already spent so much time and effort in yeah. this course of action. Yeah. And that's a recipe for getting stuck. Yeah, and that's how I learned that that didn't work for me. So for me, the five-year idea is this is the roundabout result I want. It's not set in stone, but this is the general thing that I want because we know in general sort of what we want. You know, so I could say, like, I want a house on the water 
and I want, you know, I, I can give a general idea, but it's not going to be so set in stone exactly where it is and what it looks like and how much it cost and what my budget was. Uh, for me, the only thing I can do in five years is this is the general result I want. I have to break it down smaller because I just won't do it. So, and that's how people, yeah, can get stuck and not move forward because they're just stuck in that big giant, I find it very overbearing and and, I don't like it. Don't like it. See, and I'm a planner. I love planning things. Oh, I love planning. I I don't necessarily like how the plan, once I start doing the plans, though, I don't necessarily like how they start turning out. So I am very good at planning and then I'm very good at replanning. And if you know what I mean, I just, I can, I can make a plan that will go out 20 years. I guarantee you by the day five or six, I will have restructured that plan probably two or three times. Oh oh yeah. I, I hear you. Plan it, start it on fire. And then, yeah. Yeah. As long as I got, as long as I got the fire team to be able to implement that plan, I'm good to go. Otherwise, that plan is going to continue to change until it meets my ability to make it happen. And that's the other thing: is go with the flow of it. Like, don't be hard on yourself. And if it doesn't look that way, it doesn't mean you scrap at all. You just, you know, life's a detour. Hell, like, and that goes the same with our plans. But it goes back to the saying, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. If you don't have a plan in place, you don't have any direction. And if you don't have any direction, you're not going to be able to even get close to to the mark that you're shooting for. Absolutely. Hell, if I had planned, oh, my God, I wouldn't be doing at all what I'm doing now. So, like, at all. Let's take a let's let's use this show as a as an example, okay? So okay. we the first the first few shows we did we did the grit uh, the grit scale test and things like that. We had a plan for that. Things went really well. We did the same thing for our launch. We had a you know that was part of our launch. We did great. We we generated an audience. We did the same thing going forward. Each week we have a plan for what we're going to do next. However, last, say the last three weeks, our planning efforts have even become even more in depth. And I believe just through sheer, you know, just numbers alone, you know, not going back and uh, saying anything bad about those episodes because they've all been really good. But just by watching the numbers alone, that extra planning has helped us boost where we're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, yeah. and it doesn't take a whole lot of more, a whole lot extra effort to do it. It's just being a little bit more clear on where you want to go with what you want to Absolutely. do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. okay. So number four, <laughs> Number four, we're talking about our beliefs. Our most limiting beliefs are the ones instilled in us by others and usually at an early age. Sometimes they're the result of perceived failed attempts at something. It's important to reverse those limiting beliefs and choose new ones for ourselves. Limiting beliefs 
often make us the victim of something we feel we cannot control, change or influence because we make assumptions. You know, uh, a really good friend of mine, Colin Porter, is like the go-to guy when it comes to changing limiting beliefs. Uh, he was he was my coach. You know, I, I met him. He's from the UK, and I met him, and he was very instrumental in helping me really kind of change my my programming, if you will. You know, if, if using some computer language here, you know, he, he kind of control all deleted and or etch a sketched my my brain a little bit and helped me kind of reinstill some of those those new thoughts into my brain that that helped me kind of move past some of the limiting beliefs that I had at, at one time. And you know that's really what we need to do sometimes. We just need to say, you know what, this shit ain't working. Find somebody who can help us, you know, remove one belief from the box and add a new belief into the box that's going to replace it and that's going to benefit us in, in, in a little better way. You need to etch a sketch your brain. That's a good one. <laughs> Every now and then it helps. And, you know, that is, is so true. We all have them. We all have them. We need them. We need them to survive. We need them to move forward in life. But I think the thing is a lot of us – live on autopilot and the belief comes up and it's just so automatic and we don't even under, we don't even notice that there are ones that completely sabotage us, slow us down or we get well that's just the way I am. Right? That's the that's the one I hear. That's just the way I am. But why are you that way? And so whenever something doesn't work out or you don't attempt something or you quit something or you stop or you perceive that you failed, then at which that's a belief, it's not necessarily true, stop yourself and look at that. That's how we know because a lot of people say, well, I need to change, but they don't really know what those beliefs are and what are the ones. Those are the ones that are stopping you from living the way you want to live the ones that we talked about in the first three steps here, stop and find out, examine what, what, why do I believe that? And just keep asking yourself, why? Well, because such and such. Well, why? And keep trying to drill it down to where you can go back to where it would have originated. When did you start thinking that thought? Like, when did you start thinking that thought? What happened in your life just before that thought started being so common that you can remember? There's so many little tricks that you can do to try and figure out what the beliefs are that are, like, screwing you up. That's that's a, a little just, you know, be open and willing to ask. And, uh, yeah, it's work, Janet. It's definitely work. And sometimes we can do it on our own. And sometimes we can't. And sometimes we need to, we need to re, we need to recognize, and then we need to reground it in something else. And then you can get into the whole: what color is it? What's the smell of it? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? And we give it a whole new thing to ground it differently, right? Yeah, I I yeah. like to leave all those types of you know. When I was doing my my coaching, I I tried to stay away from that kind of limiting belief coaching. Is that was like, yeah, no, 
type of thing. I leave that to the Bob Proctors and the Colin Porters and those people, the ones that actually want to d- dive into those limiting beliefs. I, I cannot. I, I'll stay away from those. As, as See, no I like that. I like that. I like What's doing that. that. It, well, oh, getting yeah. into that with people and asking them and drilling down. I like it because it's so freaking powerful, but I've had clients get really pissed at me, like really pissed and, and, and get mad. And, uh, one yelled at me and I've had a couple cry, but you know, it's, you know, it, it's messy stuff. It could be messy stuff, but if you take the time by yourself, be honest with yourself because even if you're not saying it out loud to yourself, and we've talked about this in another episode, you can't lie to yourself. You could no. say whatever, but you know inside. Inside's going, uh-uh, uh-uh. So, you know, if you could do some work on it and find that way because it's always different for everybody. But, you know, drill down because unless you put light on something, it will always stay in the dark. So that's my two cents. That's good. That's to my sense, professional man. opinion. <laughs> I was just sitting here looking around for my my pen so I could write this down, but <laughs> there it is again. I'll go back and watch the replay. Right, my yeah. yeah. Hey, do you replays? Because I do. I I every every now and then I'll watch the replays just so I can get something that you said. And that's. It's it's one of the, it's one of the things that I take away from the show, and I know there's other people that do the same thing because they tell me they do. They, man, I gotta watch. How can you not watch the replays? It shows up in my feed every day, several times a day. And sometimes I just watch it with no sound. And I just look at our faces talking. (laughs) I start laughing. And I do, I do listen to certain parts of it. There was something I wanted to get again or definitely, but that's how we grow. Not only as people, but how we get better as hosts and how we improve. Right. Definitely. And, you know, the one of the things that helps us improve is being able to understand what we're doing for our audience. Mm-hmm. And the only way to find out what we're doing for our audience is to get that awesome feedback. And I know some of you have already shot us a review. And if you feel the need to to give back, please, please go on over to our, our page. You're already members. You're already part of the family. Just say a little something, just a little bit. Just give us that review. Yeah, we would so appreciate that. But, yeah, we definitely have to because I think we each, you know, we each have these thoughts sometimes that we think, oh, you know, like, is there something else we need to be doing? Or, oh, I didn't do a very good job as a host. Or, I I missed the boat on that. Or, you know, these are beliefs that we have about ourselves. So, Definitely. It never freaking ends. And there's some days you just want to stop freaking examining. But you know what? It's always a new day and then you just want to move ahead and be yeah. your best. You got to be loyal to your soul in the end because that's when you get to the end and you go, I, I did it. I did it. I did what I was supposed to do. You know, and that is, that brings up something so, you know, dear to me is fears. I, you know, here's the thing. One of my best friends says this. He, he is the fear barrier guy. This guy, you know, 
the monster motivator, Dave Daly. He is oh, yeah. that guy that says, you know, if you say you don't have fears, you're full of shit because That's everybody right. has fears. And it's, it's so true. Everybody does have fears. And I'm not talking about the fears of heights and I'm not talking about fear of lions and tigers and bears and all that kind of crap. I'm talking about those little tiny deep down in your gut fears of being rejected, judged, failing, or disappointing others. Those are the fears that I'm talking about. And whether you, you sit there and you try to put on that brave face and say, I don't have a fear in my body. That's bullshit. Yeah. That is absolutely bullshit. It is. I feel that way. Yesterday, when I got up on that stage in front of those 1,800 bikers for that split second, that quick, early, just right away at the beginning, I got that little twinge of, why the hell am I up here? What do they think of me? You know, I mean, all these fears just rushed through me, and it took a split second. It's not something that, you know, has to be there all the time it just they just showed up that quick mm-hmm. yeah you, they're if, rushing in to save you and protect you right exactly it's these fears uh, have been they're in our dna we can't help it they're there that's right that's right so that is the quickest way to combat fear is that whole that feel it and do it anyway and then you're retraining it. Just like you have to train little kids, like potty training and shit. You have to like keep doing it and keep doing it and keep, you have to, every time you feel that fear, just, just do it, just do it. And you retrain it then. And then it becomes less and less, never go away, but it becomes less and less. That is the one thing. Take action right now. And yeah, I know how freaking hard that is and your heart's pounding and whoa, but you know, how bad it, do you want what you want? You know, this is this is the trick that I learned, though. Um, and I, I hate to admit this all the time because it's, it's one of those things where you, you should have known this from the beginning, but you didn't. And it took someone to point it out to you. So this is this is a little trick that I, I learned early on to get rid of to kind of not necessarily get rid of the fear, but to own the fear and that really was as soon as you feel that you have to do something say something or be something that gets everybody else on your track so you think of it like you're the train you're the head of the train you're the you're the locomotive you want everybody there so when you're speaking up on stage and and you feel that little oh my god that stage fright creeping in and this has happened to me. It's literally, I, I was performing. Which is uh, amazing to like even comprehend. <laughs> which, yeah. It, but uh, I, was, I was performing a song, or I had a part in a song, and I completely forgot my, my verse. Had no clue. So I just stood up there and danced around, scared shitless. It's happened. And after that moment, that's when I learned this trick from a, a theater um, theater teacher. He said, you got to be the train. You got to be the locomotive. And you have to do something real quick to get everybody on that same track with you. 
So whether it's you tell a joke or you, you do something silly or you do something that gets them in line with you. Yeah. Because once you have them doing something with you, instead of looking at you, pointing at you, judging you and, and just needling you, once you get them doing something with you, you're golden. And so that's what yes. I did. You know, that's what you have to do. And so yesterday I get up there, I feel that fear. I, it just, and I own that fear. I knew that fear was there. All I had to do is say that first, that first line, Hey, does anybody mind if I cuss a little bit here? All right. Now that we got that out of the fucking way, let's go. And as soon as I said that people were laughing, they were on the track with me and we had such a great time and there wasn't a single shred of fear for the rest of the day. Yeah. That's all you, do. That's all you have to do. Great tip. Yeah, absolutely. And people want you, you know, so many times people don't know whether you forgot or screwed up or any of that. And people want you to do well. We have to remember that. So, but you are a great example of that. Like you, to me, are a great example of um, of courage doing that. Because I am definitely one that can get, like, paralyzed in um the the beliefs around fear so and i do see you do that stuff anyway and you don't it's perceived you don't give a shit but you know everybody's got their own <laughs> level of of fear right so yeah it's not lack of fear it's it's having courage despite it and that is the most important um most important what's the word not attribute but you know without courage we can't we can't do anything else so it's that it goes along the lines of you know promote what you love don't bash what you hate let's not focus on the fear let's focus on what it's focusing on the courage and it's focusing on the what if i show courage what is it that that's going to bring me who will i be on the other side of that what can I accomplish? What's possible, right? I'm writing that down because that was probably one of my favorite quotes of the night. What? <laughs> it's not about having fear. It's about acknowledging it and, and having the courage to beat it. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's so true. It's knowing, it's being able to recognize the fact that you have that fear. If you don't recognize yeah. the fear, you're not going to be able to take the steps to be able to beat it. And the same goes for anything, whether it's fear of failure in business or whatever it is. It's not, we're not just talking about speaking up in, in front of, you know, a bunch of people here. There are so many people that have amazing ideas for businesses or a product or a service, but they never put it out there because they're afraid of what the perception of that, of that business product or service is going to be. Yeah. Focusing on the wrong thing, we need to focus on the on the courage and, and what that's going to bring us rather than the fear. But that's the way it is. So that's why we have all these tools and things to help to counteract that mind. Give fear the finger. Um, you know, make your mind your bitch and uh, like do what you got to do. We have one more step, right? And we're like dangerously close. Oh, no, that, that was number five. That was step number five. Oh, we was it? Oh, good. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Okay, we, good. <clears throat> yeah, we went through all the steps and uh, that was step number five. And it feels like we should have a ton more, but I think there's don't. other things. 
I think that faith is a big part of it, and faith is an action word. You have to trust. You can't have faith in something and doubt at the same time. It doesn't work. So sometimes people will say, oh, I have complete faith that, you know, it'll turn out well and all of that, but yet in the back, they're stressed and they're, they're not trusting and they're doubting. You can't have faith and doubt and fear at the same time. So that is, that is a part of it. You know, know that um, be, the fact that you're here, it means you're supposed to be here. So you have a purpose. So focus on that. Focus on the good of it. Focus on the positive of it. Focus on these tools in a way that that uh, is meant to draw out that very best in you. And so if you missed it and you're joining us late, this PDF is going to be on our website, greatandgracetv.com, under the Show Resources tab, the PDF of all these steps with the questions that we did not go over. They're all there. So you can look at it as sort of a, like a mini workbook. Um, there's about three questions, I think, for each section. And um, I'll upload that values worksheet as well um, for some people that might get stuck on choosing what their values are. There might be some you never thought of that, yeah, that is really important to me, actually. I never thought of it. So head to that tomorrow, the show resources tab, and we'll have it all there for you. And if you have your own ways to get unstuck, please share them in with the community. It is so important that you share your experience with everybody else because it goes along with everything that I always say and how I finish off every show. You don't have to be perfect to be that perfect solution. Yeah, peace. Stay wild, though.